By the way, according to today's settlement agreement, some of the money laundered through HSBC in Mexico allegedly came from a cartel in Colombia. It's a reminder that before Mexico was overrun by drug cartel violence, it was Colombia that was most associated with the illicit trade. In fact, back in the 1980s, Colombia's second largest city, Medellin, was considered the most violent in the world. The murder rate in Medellin has decreased since then, but violent crime is still a big issue there. And one way the city fights back is through art, specifically community programs that provide Medellin's at-risk youth with nonviolent alternatives to a life of crime. Shannon Young reports. The Moravia Center for Cultural Development sits in a neighborhood built in what used to be Medellin's waste dump. The center serves more than 1,000 local youth with courses in music, theater, and visual arts. Jason Endo is a staffer there. One of the center's strategies, says Endo, is to engage entire families from the neighborhood. Some members of those families might be involved in criminal activities. But Endo says the center avoids attracting trouble. We're neutral in the conflict, but that doesn't mean we allow it to perpetuate. We use education and culture as a means to create conditions of peace and tolerance. Everything we do is so that we can get along with each other. At the beginning of each cycle of coursework, we always hold a class on the culture of nonviolence, which is what we promote here. Promoting nonviolence may sound easy, but can be a delicate dance in a neighborhood where armed groups actively recruit young people. Our youth has two options and the third very blurred that we work really hard for. Lina Mejia is the co-director of Platoedro, a multimedia training program for at-risk youth. That's the third choice she mentioned, giving kids an alternative that doesn't involve crime or guns. The other two options for young people in Medellin, she says, are grim. Either they go to the army and pick up a weapon, or they're taken by the combo and they have to pick up a weapon. So it's like you think our youth, the only option that they have is death. El Combo is a given area's dominant street gang, the entry-level position of organized crime. It controls neighborhood-level drug trafficking, runs extortion rackets, and uses violence to enforce territorial boundaries known as invisible borders. But just like gangs can lose new recruits to a multimedia training program, the hyper-territoriality of the gangs has found a pushback in cultural initiatives aimed at reclaiming public spaces for neighborhood residents. La Casa Morada is a shared studio space for musicians in La Comuna 13, one of Medellin's most conflict-ridden neighborhoods. When Casa Morada opened to the public, it held a concert on its small front yard. The audience spilled onto the sidewalks, the streets, and up on the balconies of neighboring buildings. In a pause between sets, a rapper named Jaco spoke about a quarter century of keeping culture alive in Medellin, even through the darkest days of Pablo Escobar's reign. This is what it's about, filling these spaces with life. It's about giving hope to our kids who are hanging out watching what we're doing. A better world is possible, and we're the ones who need to build and rebuild this society. Singers can also serve as a community's oral historians. 
Many of the artists in Medellin's active hip-hop community use their lyrics to tell stories that rarely appear in Colombia's mainstream press. Don Vito is the frontman for Nicky Town, a ska band that's been around since the 1990s, and an MC with the Bella Vista Social Club. He says music in Medellin tends to be a social activity in which lyrics become a vehicle for preserving collective memory and narrating the daily reality lived in the barrios. While artists attain a level of notoriety and respect within their communities, they're not immune to the violence. Since 2009, nine rappers from the city's hip-hop movement for peace have been murdered. While the ongoing violence causes both pain and fear, silence isn't an option, according to Lina Mejia. War has been for so long here, and it's a war that's never been declared a war. So it's like an imaginary war, so we got to keep quiet about it. And in that silence, that lets violence continue. I think the only thing that would solve the situation, or at least it loosens the tension of the people, is being able to um, write, sing, do radio, and you know, having cultural groups that gather them and give them power, feeling that they're together with somebody else and they're not alone, going crazy about their feelings or emotions. There are many levels of violence in Colombia. Right now, the national government is focused on peace talks with leftist rebels in an effort to end decades of armed conflict. But at the local level, in communities where options for teens are limited, and where violent crime and drug trafficking by remnants of former paramilitary groups are rampant, sometimes the best hope is offered by something as simple as a song. For The World, I'm Shannon Young. Conceptual art on the issue of Colombia's disappeared. Shannon sent us pictures from the Moravia Center in Medellin. That slideshow is at theworld.org.